Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And I am so excited to talk about this episode of Riverdale. And what you all need to know is we have spent like an hour and a half together already, <laughs> and it has been so hard not to just talk about it. It's, it's, it's a lot of an episode. It's not, <laughs> I don't know if I say it's good. It might, a be, lot. it might be the worst thing Riverdale has ever done. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I don't know we say that every two weeks. But, no, but hey. This they, one truly. If there's one thing we're going to say about Riverdale, they're overachievers. <laughs> <laughs> they always, they always took a sip when you said that. They always find a, find a way to, to reach past the limit that we thought they had and just do something different. Look, I'm just going to say, Kirsten McInnes put out a tweet earlier this week that said, CW, just put them out of their misery and cancel them. Yeah. And I knew what she was talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I, I think that was from a interview with uh, with uh, the actors who were like, yeah, yeah, no. It's not fun for us. <laughs> fun for us. <laughs> but you know what is fun for us, Kevin? This podcast. This podcast. <laughs> and we talk about Riverdale. And boy... Boy, we got we got an episode that's going to reach back into the past. What past? I don't know. Who's past? Who's what, past? What show's past? <laughs> are we looking into? Because it's confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember last time we we had to clarify last episode. We're not lying to you. Now that we've entered into that that realm, I think you're more willing to believe us on the sort of things that are going to come out of this. But yeah, boy, it's a lot. Riverdale, you took your joke. You took our jokes from us. And more than anything else, this episode is four different series of television it truly is never the never the twain shall twain except for i guess the one time they go to the town council well and even then like they don't talk to each other the one time that they that they communicate is archie will briefly visit jughead and then return back to his (laughs) His own his own storyline crossover episode you know between angel and buffy yeah that's that is what it feels like all right well i guess i have to see See where this goes, mm-hmm. because this is Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 7, Death at a Funeral. Death at a Funeral. Let's, let's start a little bit easy, a little bit softer. One of Probably one of the storylines is the most grounded, mm-hmm. because Jughead will... Very seriously and very dramatically deal with the fact that he is going deaf. And it does appear, like, we said that his hearing was like going, like, dramatically down. Yeah. It is gone now. Yeah. He, he has, he's gone through the process that it is, it is now gone. And he's the, his main thing that he's dealing with, it will sort of, you know, go with what he goes through with this episode, is that he can't hear himself right and that's got to be incredibly disconcerting especially because Jughead was always such a like typewriter guy yes typewriter guy I was gonna say he was always like so grounded in the writing experience yeah like for him it was not like oh just gotta get things on paper like he was having a writing experience all the time so as he's going through and he's figuring out like he's doing his narration he's in that he's he wonders how does he rebuild which is our cue to move to the house that is being rebuilt so um, it seems that Archie and Frank managed to reinforce this entire exploded house. Yeah. So that now, because, you know, that's what two guys can do. Yeah. 
to an exploded house. Yeah, so now they, now they can actually bring, I a guess, crew. An, yeah, the Andrews construction crew in because they still technically exist. Now, this isn't Ouroboros. This is the snake eating its own tail because Archie is paying his own company to work on his own house. So he's not bringing, you know, the snake is just eating its own tail. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know but how hey, you also, also for some reason, Sheriff Keller is there. Yes, and he is a sheriff again, right? He, he is a sheriff. Yeah, he's definitely a sheriff. Because the only other scene we see him in is him doing sheriff stuff. But, and I mean, I thought, oh, I guess Archie fri- fired him as a teenager. So he's worked his way back into the good yeah, graces. I guess, I, yeah, I guess Keller and Frank are fine now. <laughs> uh, but this goes on to him just showing off his invulnerability to Betty a little bit Who's more. Who's like vice gripping his hand. Yeah, he put his hand in a vice and it's like, oh, it's not going. And they're like, hey, have, have you talked to Jughead? Because he was like the, the fourth closest to the explosion. Third being Bingo, of oh, course. Naturally. The magic dog. Yeah. Yeah. Magic dog's going to magic. And they have not talked to Jughead. No. Because no one has talked to Jughead because Jughead can't hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, do they know that Jughead is even deaf? And they don't. They do not. <laughs> they don't. They spent enough time to reinforce his house before they checked on their best friend. Who doesn't have health insurance, so they know he didn't go to the hospital. Yeah. But we can't dwell on that now, because first, it infuriates me that they call her Britannia, because it's not her name. They took her name away from her and gave her another name. Yeah, and, well, and especially how everybody else still calls her Britta, and she responds to Britta, and also all of the, uh, the subtitle things call her Britta. They just call her a different name. So... Britta mm-hmm. goes to see Nana Rose and she's like, so Cheryl is acting insane. Can and, you explain? And you know how you thought there might be like intrigue or subterfuge, subterfuge, something there. No, no. Nana Rose. I am not going to use Nana Rose's language. I'm going to use the language that Britta needs to understand. Nana Rose just murdered her granddaughter and yep. put a ghost in her body. Now, luckily, Britta... Where the hell... Where's Penelope? <laughs> last, <sighs> last time we saw her, she got kicked out, I guess, in the musical episode, but she's just gone now? I guess so. Maybe she followed Hiram out of town. <laughs> Maybe Penelope is the trash bag killer. I know he's a man. It's a, it's a man. <laughs> uh, anyway, Britta is concerned about this. Not like, she nearly not... concerned enough. Look, Kevin, if you live in that house... Britta, Britta, the way that Britta got to this house was she was also kidnapped by ser- by the serial killer weird Hillbillies. family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Britta needs a lot she, of therapy. She needs to leave. And the, this is her guardian. And remember, we didn't get that whole jump ahead a couple months thing no, in, in Rivervale is... where, like, she actually went to school in. Well, no, she does. She still goes to Riverdale High. No, no, I'm saying that in the oh, other Riverdale world, they had, like, the actual. Like, house. Yeah. yeah, the girl's school. She didn't do that. Britta has been with Cheryl for, like, a couple weeks, and now Cheryl is dead. Cheryl is dead. Cheryl. Okay, not Cheryl. Abigail comes in. Yeah. And Abigail is furious because all of Cheryl's clothes are harlot clothes. And I'm sorry, like, <laughs> no, she doesn't Ab- have to wear that, yeah, Abigail. Yeah, I'm certain you could find other clothes. We've we've seen when we had sad Cheryl. Yeah, she covered up. Normal clothes. No, she comes out in like a like a a latex dress with pauldrons. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, and Nana Rose explains, yes, it's very tragic. This is fallen times. The mm-hmm. Blossoms used to rule Riverdale. So now she has brought Abigail, you know, the one that none of the other Blossoms cared about, yeah. back from the past. To take back Riverdale. You know, she could have brought back a better Blossom. I, what is Rose's, like, entire... You, like I know she's she here's it's insane to me. She says her motivation. I want to take take uh, Riverdale, Riverdale back yeah. for the blossoms. Why? What blossoms? Yeah, which blossoms? Who? What? We, also, Cheryl seceded from Riverdale. <laughs> Why are these? Bo- <sighs> I mean, that that'll get a lot more because we go uh, after we we go from this with Abigail being like, "Hey, Britta, why don't you tell me about?" the city that I want to control. And Britta... Bless I her get, heart. <laughs> I, Britta, remember when she was like, uh, she was the girl football player and she's like willful and she's, and she's funky. Like I understand the plot reason as to why she will have to hang around, mm-hmm. but not the character reason. Kevin, she has nowhere else to go. <sighs> Tony, Tony I think she go back to Tony. I like no, th- Tony said no. Remember Tony and Fangs? They couldn't have a teenager because they already had a no, baby. No, but I feel like this is the time to go to Tony and be like, hey, Tony, my Nana <laughs> just <laughs> murdered her daughter and put a ghost in her body. I don't care if you don't believe it. But you need to find me a It'd different nice house to least, live in. She at least tried. Uh, anyway, so Britta kind of fills in. Oh, there's a council of four and... Uh, uh, Smash cut back to the Jughead storyline where Archie finds out the Jughead is deaf and they communicate through notes. Yeah, and so this is how we are essentially learn what Jughead's storytelling technique will be. Hmm. I'm not a huge fan of it, though uh, I'm, I want to say it's notable that for the first time in the show they made a choice where I'm just like, eh, not for me, but I don't think you've made the absolute wrong choice. It is an interesting choice, which is that Jughead scenes will all be done Via voiceover, yeah. where he narrates what's going on, and he and he says each other each person's lines, not like out of their mouth. He's like, and then they said something like, "Yeah, they said this, and then I said this." But we also see the cards of them writing, yeah, the things down, and Jughead actually talking yeah. to them. He just talks over himself. I'm like, I don't know. I feel if it was me, I would have done them in complete silence. Mm. I would have I would have gotten us into Jughead's perspective that way. Mm-hmm. But this is just a different way of doing it. It's not straight up bad. I feel like I feel like it's worth pointing out moments where that happens. So meanwhile, we have to go into another radically different TV show with another radically different mood. Mood, and this one stars Veronica. Yeah, remember how you thought there might be intrigue and subterfuge and subtlety from another another storyline? Because Veronica did definitely lie at the <laughs> be- end of last episode. Yeah, yeah, to Reggie. Nah, she just. I mean, no, you know what? Granted, she doesn't come clean. She just explains to him, hey, Hiram was found killed. And clever Reggie is like, oh, yeah, you definitely did a claw off the head, huh? Because she says that his hands were zip tied and he was shot four times and then (laughs) burned. She explains the murder in way more detail than Reggie needs to know. Though, dear listeners, I would like to point out that Hiram was burned. So I don't believe that body is Hiram. She got a photo. He was burned. I don't think he was burned in the photo. Oh, I thought he was. No, we never saw the photo. And I'm pretty sure he shot him, took the photo. Okay, Antal is another thing we'll have to talk about when he reappears. It's just that Mark Consuelas has been, like, so open that he's like, I'll return. And there's no way that... 
I, th- I, th- I think closing that no, door. here's like I think if he returns, I don't think it's gonna be from be from he wasn't dead. It was that he has somehow been reincarnated. Oh Jesus! Now, the reason she's telling him this is because she learned that sh- that they are going to host a memorial service for Hiram, and all I can think is Veronica. Then maybe don't tell Reggie right before. Because now he's going to have to act. Yeah. Now Reggie will be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, Reggie is one of the many stars of this episode. <laughs> uh, but she uh, could have told him later. Well, and also, I... The problem is, once again, this is four shows, so they have to do all this stuff. But if they would let this more time to breathe... Because I said last episode, I like this. This is cool and interesting in character stuff. And give him more time to breathe, we could have had, like her still lying to Reggie and Reggie finds that like figures out the truth just before the memorial service. Maybe Reggie overhears some people talking about how Hiram was found dead. And he's like, well, that's a mafia hit. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can have some, maybe some interpersonal conflict between them. And then that can further cement whichever direction Veronica ends up going with deciding her father's legacy. But instead we just do a hundred full 80 degree full flip on her telling Reggie, being like, no, actually, you do know that I, I called the hit out on him. Can I also complain about something very small in this scene? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the casino from Rivervale. Oh, yeah. They already got the casino going. It's been like two weeks. And the last time we saw them in their casino, it was in the back of Pearls and Posh. Um, this no, is the wrong casino. Not only that, this casino is a secret casino. Remember, they weren't allowed to open a casino. But they're holding a televised memorial service for Hiram yeah. in their secret <laughs> casino. Yeah. The Real Housewives of New York. Yeah. The Real Housewives of New York comes in and films in their secret casino. That they which don't they are, have a license their for. illegal <laughs> casino. I don't think it's illegal anymore i think they forgot i think the writers wrote the casino in rivervale and then forgot it didn't exist in riverdale (laughs) all right or uh, the cw was like look we paid a lot of money for that casino set you're using it (laughs) all right now we now let's do a very quick storyline it's this one scene and this will be it Because we catch up with Kevin because, you know, he's staying in town to look after his son. His son. His son. And he's like, hey, well, dad, while I'm here, how about I be a a deputy? And this is what the show does to Kevin. They give him tiny storylines. They take his dreams away. At least now his storyline is about being a dad. And a deputy, I guess. Yeah. So he's he's more than just his sexuality. I'm a little bit uh, perturbed by Kevin being like, "Hey, yeah, I'll take after my son because a uh, a rival gang for my for like the his other parents uh, are trying to kill him. Like, like might might, might put him in danger. Like maybe don't be one of the two cops in town. <laughs> I mean, it's the safest place he could be. I assume. I feel like I feel like he should just keep. Like, if, if the kid is already seen as a target by the gang... Then maybe he should have still gone to New York? Yeah, no, I think that. <laughs> like, that was the reason why he was staying, is because... Yeah, it was because of Anthony. Now, Tony's not dealing with that this episode. Nope, <laughs> She's got just, just going Kevin. Uh, um, did you know that Doritos is a sponsor of the show? Oh, Cool Ranch Doritos, which are sharp flavor? <laughs> yeah, it truly 
it's right there in Archie's hands, pointing directly hold. at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he holds a bag like no other human being will hold a bag, and he's rather sad about Jughead. He's very sad. But there's more things to be sad about, because Betty gets a call from who should be her superior, Agent Lynn, who I believe is a better det- better, better agent. So Agent Lynn updates her superior officer, new graduate Betty Cooper, yeah. that Glenn's car was found abandoned outside of Pop Tate's. And Glenn is missing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Betty yeah. figures out like almost immediately that it's TBK. <laughs> she figures it out too soon. Well, well she figures it out because she gets sent a foot in a box. She sure does. Yeah. Uh, but, we you know, we're going to have to check out some other things. Veronica is uh, meeting up with her abuela. Uh, no, Abosita. Abelita. Abelita. Her grandmother. Her grandmother's um, there. And also a new character. A character whose name is Geraldo. Introduced as her as gra- ga- her grandmother's godson. Which is a, a strange because. And also, let's be clear. He's her valet. Yeah. 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 So we are led to believe that Veronica and her grandmother are, like, pretty close, which is how she was able to get that rum recipe yeah. in the one episode where we saw her as a grandmother and not as Hermione playing Hiram's mother. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand why Veronica is meeting her grandmother's grown grandson. Godson. Godson for the first time. Yeah. Also, I don't understand why she has a godson. Who hangs out with her this much. Because she's not a mafia grandma. She's a normal grandma. Oh, well, I mean, now everyone sort of meets, like, Reggie meets uh, meets the the grandmother. uh, And and we learn that the big drama for Veronica this episode. This is ridiculous, by the way. Apparently, of all the people who are... Including Hermosa, who who is running his business. (laughs) Who... Miss will not appear this episode, despite it being the f- memorial service for yep. Hiram. Yep. Um, Veronica must deliver the eulogy. She must confront the feelings for her father. Blah, blah, blah. She disowned him before she killed him. Yeah. She ran him out of town. She has disowned him so many times. The The amount of times where the where these people's feelings come down to Oh, I didn't think it was that serious because that's what Cheryl did. Yeah, that's Veronica repeatedly. Like it's, this is this like, is the same storyline Veronica always has, which is is my dad bad? Yeah, and I I don't know how long I can keep caring for the stakes when the characters don't seem to think their actions will have consequences. This is the first time I think Veronica is actually seeing consequences of her actions, which is she called out a hit on her father. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? It had consequences. Well, she also had consequences to uh, killing her ex-husband. Did she? Well, she's not allowed to go back to New York because Wall Street will judge her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Man, people might be weirded out that you come back to Wall Street. Just all he said was, Hey, just hang off, hang off for a year. Just wait give, a bit. Give your give your dead husband's body some time to cool before you come back. I just can't believe everyone knows that she killed him, and it's fine. No one cares. No one cares. I forgot about that. Yep. Um. So Jughead finds out that he's going to have to wait six months before he can even consider getting a cochlear implant. Yep. 
But he's not going to learn ASL in that time. Because I don't need it after the cochlear implant. He's not going to write because... this is Here's the thing. This is normal. This Yeah, this is a solid, interesting storyline. And we, just before this, talked about Veronica <laughs> needing, <laughs> needing to do the eulogy for the father that she assassinated. And this will be followed up by superheroes. So I do not know how to even broach the stuff of Jughead's storyline without... It's seeming like we are somehow diminishing an act- a struggle. So let's move on to talk about Betty, who's getting a lot of squeaky noises in her head. And it turns out those are a migraine coming on. Oh, yeah. Ooh, maybe powers have consequences. She looks at the photos of Glenn's car and the squeaky noises happen in her head. But the main thing is that uh, from Lynn, she gets a box was delivered for her. Ooh, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? That's Glenn's foot. (laughs) It's worse than what's in the box in Seven, maybe. No, that was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Uh, You know, she's... I thought it was going to be a head. (laughs) But I guess we have to keep Glenn alive for a little bit. So, let's go to the one scene where there's sort of crossover between the storylines. It's a meeting of the Council of Four. Remember that? Remember that being a thing? Yeah, remember how they picked dumb people, to be on it? Yeah, remember... Except for Alice. Alice was a good choice. Alice was a fine choice. Alice was the best choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, Abigail has went there, and she instantly sees Archie as like, that must be a descendant of Archibald Andrews. No kidding, it's the same name. (laughs) Which begins the slow stitching of the quilt of history that we must put together. Archibald Andrews exists, which I think, and because Abigail was dead, leans toward Abigail was burned. Right? Yes. Abigail was burned at the stake, just like Cheryl learned. Yes. Okay. Uh, we get some people, you know, doing some Looking stuff. for things from the town. Yeah. Archie wants an extension on his dumpsters. Yeah. No, which yeah. is, like, the most... It's so good, because it's the most, like, town council line. Yeah. Him being like, yeah. excuse me, my construction company needs to keep dumpsters for longer. Yeah. Yeah. It was... <laughs> it's so good. It was so weird and real that I'm like, oh. But, I mean, the guy's like, then followed up by Veronica being like, by the way, my father is dead. You can all be happy about it. And everyone's like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we just literally ran him out of town, Veronica. We just didn't want his blood on our hands. <laughs> and we also get an introduc- a reintroduction, a single scene of the mystery of Percival Pickens. So Percival Pickens stands on up and he's got a British accent, even though he acknowledges he is a direct descendant of... General Pickens. I mean, I guess Pickens came over from Britain then when he went back yeah, he to came, Britain. Yeah, he came over from Britain. He killed all those indigenous people and then he left the New World. Yep, paid by... Oh, yeah, because Abigail is like, Pickens, did we not have an arrangement with the Pickens? And you get Rose being like, oh, yes. Ter- he caused us so much ter- trouble. Terrible business. I'm like, that's what we're going to go with that. Rose, you want to rule Riverdale again, probably directly because Barnabas B. Blossom paid this man's ancestor to slaughter the Uctena, and that's why you believe you deserve to own... You can't divorce yourself from this bad business. I still am struggling... I know we can't talk about the timeline again. I'm still struggling with how they slaughtered all the Uctana people, but somehow also at the exact same time, the Blossoms ran the railroads and the brothels and the bars. How did all of those things exist in the same land at the same time? <laughs> well, I imagine what actually happened. I, th- I think the, the, the slaughter was just before that. That's the only thing that 
works out. Or when they ran it, they ran like they they were just at the border of the land uh, and essentially Blossom wanted to in. Yeah, Blossom wanted to expand. Well they wanted that fertile palladium land. Also they had a palladium mine at that time. Also, the Blossom Ancestral Home still stood, and it was a school at that time. And how was Abigail allowed to make the Ancestral Home into a school? Where were the rest of the Blossoms? Also, how is it an Ancestral Home if they just got started? It's not Ancestral if you're the one who built it. None of this makes sense. I mostly, I also like how she's able to recognize a descendant of Archibald Andrews, but doesn't remember her contemporaries clearly paying a man to slaughter a group. Which likely happened before she was burned or as she was being burned. Oh, I mean, that actually comes up. Now, uh, Percival is like, hey, well, no, I my, my goal here is to make Riverdale a world-class community, starting with removing. We will never find out what this is because... Everything was fine till Tony arrived. <laughs> so Tony is late because whatever it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what? But her bringing in brings in hell behind her because Abigail sees Tony and is like, <gasps> she flashes back to Thomasina from Rivervale, who is real. This is a different universe, Riverdale. Okay. In canon, it's a different universe. Okay. Let's let's go through this. Abigail will have a lot of scenes with Tony. She'll like go see her as a when she's because he's guidance counselor and apparently a history of social justice teacher, which is way too specific of a class that to is be one hundred percent too specific. That is part of social studies. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so she's going to see her a lot and essentially be like, oh, I'm going to hit on. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to convince her to love me again. Yeah. At one point, she's even like, what do you know about your ancestor, Thomasina? And what she says is that's her great, great aunt. Now, I'm willing to give her the leeway of like, that's being flippant. Like, oh, you know, it's my great, great Great aunt. And, you know, maybe her dad is named after Thomasina or like. Well, here, let's do this now. So. Great, great. Let's let's say great, great aunt is real. Okay, that means that is her grandfather's aunt. Yeah, because now, remember, which Barnabas- means that is that is the daughter of the child of the slaughtered Utena. Well, Kevin, let us not forget Barnabas B. Blossom is Cheryl's great, great grandpappy. Yeah. So we know what generation Barnabas B. Blossom is, and we and, know that Abigail must be his sister or cousin or something. Yeah, and I'm. And I am willing to even in that thing be like, okay, maybe that's also being a little bit flippant with great, great, like great, great. But no matter what great, great you give these lines, Thomasina Topaz and Barnabas B. Blossom are too close together. They are contemporaries. And we know because she's Thomasina Topaz, which must be her maiden name, right? It has to be. Yeah. Because she's a spinster. spinster. Well, she can remember, she murdered her husband in Rivervale. Yeah, so Topaz must have been her maiden name. Yes. Uh, she took it on and then, so which means her brother is Thomas Topaz's father. Yes, because Thomas Topaz is Tony's if, grandfather. If great-great-aunt is correct, which I don't want to say it is, it could be flippant, whatever. But it will even if she's great-great-great-aunt, that would be the sister of the baby that was the slaughtered Utena. If she was great, great, great aunt, that is the aunt of the baby, and she should have been slaughtered as well. Well, no, because she's from Greendale. 
she was a teacher in Greendale before she came to Riverdale. So she got married off before the slaughter. <laughs> but, Remember, because we talked about this. We talked about the fact that... Yeah, so yeah. so that's a way... But whatever it is, it's too close. Like, like I, I was like, I was yeah, I was finally... Like, you know, Tony and Cheryl, because they're descendants of these people, but like... like it's, They're just... They're reminding us of... <laughs> their inability to know what history is and generations and keep their own timeline straight. They're just like throwing it in our faces. Well, and, and then this added another question in my head I was thinking of, which was, okay, in Riverdale timeline, Abigail was burned at the stake. Yeah. In 1896? Yeah. Uh, or something. They yeah, did so tell us the year. It's 1890-something. Oh, they did tell us the year. Yeah. So... At some point, she met Thomasina. Oh, I don't know. And that also means that Fen Fogarty is real in this year because she will see Fangs and she yeah. will lose her GD mind over that. <laughs> yeah. I could give them Thomasina. I can't give them Fen because she describes him as a warlock pirate. Fen cursed her with eternal life, which I guess she didn't do in Riverdale, only did in River Vale. But that was the only magic he did. Yeah, that was the only thing Fen did. So, and killed Thomasina, but he killed that, killed her with his hands. An axe, yeah. Um, so, so she was burned at the stake in Riverdale, but she also had the whole fling with Thomasina, and then was... Because remember, after the whole Fen thing, she was essentially sealed in her house by the town. Yes, but so, they didn't seal her in the house. Well, the, they or, murdered her or, for her palladium. Or, or did they seal her in the house, then came back later and murdered her for the palladium? Like, Look, we made a mistake when we sealed you in the house. <laughs> we actually want your palladium. I read I read the the thing wrong. We weren't, to, yeah, we're supposed to use this as an excuse to, <laughs> to kill you. It's, now here's where I'm going to bring up my theory. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good theory, but it's fortunately the one that I think might they will work. use. And that is when the universes recollapsed in, it took things from different universes and collided them together. I think you're probably correct. And people just don't notice the discrepancies. I also think what's going to happen at the end of this season is they're all going to get together to push the discrepancies out which will make them all lose their superpowers. And that's what will make Abigail go away. Yeah. And I think Jughead will get his hearing back. Yeah. So it's literally... And maybe Hiram will come back to life. It's literally going to reset. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the only thing I can think of that makes sense for why... Like, like the, the the problems are too glaring. The problems of Abigail, both in River Vale, being she was an in, uh, immortal creature who lived forever. Yeah. Or River... Dale, where she clearly was killed, and later says, I will take vengeance on the people who have wronged me, which sounds like someone who was burned at the stake, but also potentially someone who was locked away. Yeah. But like, but she couldn't have been locked away. Like, no, because she was burned at the stake. What, what what memory does Abigail have? Like, what is what is her I she was a What does she think happened? Does to she her? know Rose? Like, how did she She meet, seems to know Rose? How did she meet Rose? So these, the problem is these aren't mysteries. These are questions. <laughs> but maybe Riverdale is doing what it wants. Maybe this conversation is exactly what they want from us. <laughs> oh, giving them what they want. Oh, no. I mean, this, I mean, here's the thing. This is what they want. They're just doing ridiculous things, hoping it will prompt, like, 
essay pieces of people writing and like then, then they can steal the essay pieces and use the conclusions they like best from the essay pieces. Well, I think it's just like at this point they're making they're making a show to make buzz. And it's notable that there hasn't been a lot of buzz this no. season. Despite we, them giving their characters superpowers. Y'all, we didn't watch the superhero episode last week until almost a week after it came out. Nothing was spoiled. And we were for not us. spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, so, so that was infuriating. Yeah. Um, we, we take a quick check back in with Jughead because he's still got his own show going on. And now, because he can't write and he doesn't want anyone's pity. But he wants to feel alive. How can he feel alive, Kevin? Oh, he's going to ride his bike. I forgot he had a motorcycle. He, yeah, yeah. Remember he did the cool like pull-off yeah, in like, season two? Yeah. He's had it for a long time. He was also in a bike gang. He literally <laughs> led a bike gang. Yeah. Uh, we get a quick check-in with uh, Archie and Veronica. It's being like, hey, yo, remember when we didn't kill Hiram? Wild that it happened anyways. That's crazy. I forgot that they like made out in their car and then Reggie le- Reggie popped up with that. Yeah, yeah, because he got it from Hermosa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Hermosa also was like, oh no, the consequences of my actions. I guess she she truly didn't believe that Veronica would kill. No, she just thought that he'd be run out of town. And here's what I think actually the more I think about Hermosa. I think she was fine with that. He's like, well, if he's run out of town, he can come down to Florida and be my dad again. Yeah, which oh. is what she wanted all along. Hermosa, I actually feel legitimately bad for Hermosa this episode. She is utterly forgotten by everybody. Well, and-, and the only person who gave her the barest, the barest amount of attention. Was her dad. Was her dad. And he he didn't even do that. He This entire episode is about how much Hiram loved Veronica to the detriment of everyone else. Hermosa is not mentioned. Well, I can guarantee you, like, we make fun of the fact she doesn't even appear in the episode. Yeah. It's because there is no way Hermione invited her. Yeah. Hermione is very content to forget Hermosa exists, and which is fair. Because well, it's, it's, you know, Hiram did cheat on her. It's fair from Hermione's point of view. It's kind of cruel from Veronica's point of view, mm-hmm. who, who I thought was had kind of gone close with her a little bit. And it's... Once again, atrocious from Hiram's point of view. It's also pretty bad from Nana's point of view, considering that she's running that rum business. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, So uh, we we, we sort of of went through this, but, like, Abigail wants to learn more about Tony. uh, And she wants to learn, like, hey... Why? How were they torn asunder? Yeah, can we talk about the fact that Abigail talks exactly like old school Cheryl with nonsense like, why were we torn asunder? And uh, Brita- Britannia, you can be my Trojan horse inside the high school. The problem with having uh, Cheryl always talk like a character a- from a gothic novel is that when she's replaced with a woman literally from that era, it's no like there's nothing that the actress can do to functionally make herself too different from Abigail because Abigail's just Cheryl. Well, she is acting just like Cheryl. And there will be a scene later where Tony and Fangs are like, why is Cheryl acting so weird? No, she isn't. She's not. I guess the only way she's acting weird is because she gets shocked when Fangs, and she forgot about the baby. She She also asked for butter for her beer, which is very good. (sighs) I mean, I have an entire thing about that, which I guess I can do that now because it was brought up. Um, yeah, when she, when Cheryl goes to visit Tony, um, she says she wants butter in her beer. What is this? Is this bar selling? Is this a Harry Potter themed bar? There's. <laughs> it's just what Abigail likes. But 
Why? The only I had to look this up, and not not sorry, not for this. I've looked this up before because I've been okay. curious. Because butter beer doesn't exist, right? Like it's not a thing. Right. People are like, what's it based on? The only recipe people could, people could find is like there's four ancient recipes for buttered beer from the Tudor area. Well, era, area era. You know. So why is Abigail? Okay, my question is my question is not actually. Why does Abigail want butter in her beer? Why did the writers make Abigail want butter in her beer? Who are these writers that's like, yeah, she's old. She puts butter in her beer. <laughs> so that I would be so delighted by it. Like, who are you people? I don't drink alcohol. I know that's not a thing you do. We're going to a wedding tonight. You the, think there will be butter? No. Will there be butter? Yes. Can I put butter in beer? No, you can do anything you want. You should not. Okay. Um, Oh, I I wanted to talk about when (laughs) when, uh, Abigail asked, like, why did Tony and – why are they torn asunder? And Britta can't answer it because, once again, Britta's a child. Yeah, who – when that happened seven years ago, she was more of a child. (laughs) She does not know. Now – and and I guess she's hoping that like maybe Cheryl told her, and I don't, and I would not trust Cheryl to be tell right. the truth. Yeah, because we know what happened in that situation. Cheryl broke up with Tony because her family was weirded out that she was dating a Blossom, and despite the fact that Tony was like, "Hey, I'm bringing my family around," Cheryl decided to be the main character. You know, I bet Cheryl did tell Britannia what happened, and Britta was like, "Absolutely not." I can't. I that cannot be the truth. <laughs> There's no way that's accurate. Right. Um, so in a radically different storyline, yeah. Betty tells Archie that she's reasonably sure that TBK is keeping Glenn alive for torture and dismemberment. Dismemberment. I mean, she's like, that's what he does. I know a lot, lot about uh, the TBK. But don't worry, she doesn't have to worry about going around the town because she'll be able to see his aura. Yeah, she, yeah, she's not concerned. Like I'll be able to see if he's a threat. But I'm going to get the word out. We're going to make sure that everybody knows. Uh, we check in with Jughead because he predictably wiped out on his bike yeah probably because his balance is shot yeah <laughs> you know? um but, not thrilled about that yeah, but he, yeah he gets shouted at but he's like but for that moment i felt alive and i'm like this oh. is good why is this in between betty telling archie about the dismemberment of glenn and the fact that she can sense auras and betty and her cool fbi team Betty explains to her cool FBI team that TBK preys on the unhoused and disenfranchised. Like a serial killer does. Yeah. Although this serial killer, I thought, really liked blondes. Did he? Or did he just get a taste for them after Betty? Oh. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Anyway. The problem is that, that I don't care about TBK. I don't care about TBK either. I don't even care who he is. The, the... <laughs> I want to point out, man, they did a terrible job casting these FBI agents. They're all way too old. Like, yeah, they're so much older than Betty. Yeah, like seeing seeing Lily Reinhardt have to talk to these like these like thirty five <laughs> to forty five year old adults, straight out of Central Casting, like FBI agent people. Like these are people who are like some of these people could be near retirement. Like. What they should have done is a thing where, like, they don't – they care about TBK. Yeah. But they care about a lot of other things. So they gave Betty, like, a team of new graduates who, like, want to make their medal, you know? Yeah, they should have, they, they should have just cast all the people they would cast for high school. Anyway, <laughs> um, we talked earlier about how for Hiram's funeral, there's going to be the Housewives of New York coming. Yeah. And so 
they didn't set it up very well because someone comes and asks Veronica to sign a media release. <laughs> well, I, I got them like, oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, it's Hermione. Oh, yes. And I'm going to say, I love TV Hermione. Yes. The, the characterization of Hermione getting, re- I think she's a producer on the show now, possibly, because of all she does for it. But like, uh, the, her getting really, really into being I'm on TV now. is really good. It's so great. It's much more fun than her weird mob Hermione. Yes, this is what she should have been doing all along. Yeah, it's like, and it makes the moments between her and Veronica where there's like that, because they have a moment where they talk and it's very real and they talk about how like, oh, I thought your father liked you more than me. Which and is I, true. I thought you liked your father more than me. Which, which is was true. true at the beginning of the show. Yep. And and, and most of the show. Yeah. Um, but then later, she comes back like, hey, remember how we had that really sweet moment? Can we do it again for the cameras? And I'm like, this is so good. And you know what? You could do an entire TV show on that. Like, this is a good... I, Hermione had not a lot before. Nope, I, I, I can understand why the actress decided to leave. Decided to leave. But this is great. Except for, once again, it's surrounded by... Veronica nonsense. Well, before we hear about the TBK, afterwards, we get Archie. So, one of the crew in Archie's house found a big hunk of palladium. Yeah. Archie's just like, oh, yeah, I kept a piece after I did mine for Cheryl. It's worth a lot of money. I'm like, aren't you guys all supposed to be, like, not... Poor, but pretty strapped. Wouldn't you be like, oh my god, I can sell the Palladium for and money. I, I can fund my company. Yeah. Instead, he just like tries to give it to the guy who found it. <laughs> hey, you want to split it? And the guy's like, no, no, is this a trap? <laughs> I would be weird if I was like fixing someone's house and I found, let's say, gold under there. Yeah, and they're like, like, oh, hey, cool. Hey, we found gold. And he's like, hey, you want to split it? <laughs> no, man, it's your house. Weirdo. Apparently there's another piece in there somewhere, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Cheryl, Abigail, moves on to the next part of her plot, which is that she's going to go to visit Tony in an official capacity. And Britta's just nothing in this entire scene. Yeah, Britta's there. Well, I'm... Again, this could be a whole other TV show where Britta... Because Abigail's like, I'm going to adopt Britta. Yeah. Um, Britta could have feelings about that. Well, about the fact that she wants to be a, adopted. I mean, I don't By think a she ghost. Has, a I, ghost is going to adopt her. I'm not sure if Abigail actually wants to adopt her or if that's just a lie she told in that scene to explain why she's talking to. No, I don't understand why Tony. <laughs> Tony's, like, when, when Britta was sent out, they brought in another social worker because Tony's not really... Not like she's not yeah. a social. Like, she's, she's a guidance counselor. Yeah, she is a social worker in the sense of like she went to school for it, but she's not. It's not her. She can't arrange the she, adoption. <laughs> but you know, conservation of characters, it's fine. Also gives Abigail a chance to like Abigail's not actually trying to, to adopt it. Britta. No, she wants to seduce Tony. Yes. It doesn't work. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. So we have one short scene with Kevin where he is very, very excited to be on The Real Housewives of New York City. Yeah, Veronica invited Kevin to their dinner because their dinner is being filmed. And just like the film crews all around and Hermione, the way that she does her dog feels re- like purposefully rehearsed oh yeah she has scripted out what she wants to say Yeah, because when veronica's like oh, i mean you feel bad about dad being dead right and her mind's like no 
No, I'm done shedding tears for him. I came to terms with that man long ago. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I got I to gotta deal with this. And this is where they do the scene where Veronica, like, tells Reveals her. Reveals the bounty. He's like, oh, yeah, no. And I, her mom's I like, go. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's probably what happened. He was <laughs> zip-tied and shot to the back of the head four times. And, and then burned. burned. And like, yeah. Somebody pulled out a bounty on him. And it seemed most likely it was you. And, and then Hermione reveals that she was always jealous of Veronica. Yeah. It's a really good scene. We talked about it already. I, 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 I will mention at this point, I am bothered at no point is Hermosa ever brought up, which I guess but is Hermosa fine. is not Hermione's daughter. Yeah, Hermione's daughter, yeah. yeah. Um, her, Hermione will say that she was happiest when it was just her and Veronica. And to be real, Hermione was happiest in season one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, until Even she... though she was poor, you know, shooting her boxed wine into her wine bottle so that she could pour herself a glass from a bottle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Classic uh, season one Hermione. Yeah. Time for some dramatic stuff because Archie, he's wandering around uh, his house just like, you know, getting things set up. And then apparently he gets a headache. He mentions later he got a headache. Yeah, he says he got a headache. I'm, but... We must just hear the ground cracking and then he falls through the floor. Oh, no. And he's bleeding. His head bleeds. Oh, the powers are leaving him. Gasp. God, Meanwhile. Man, man, every time we have to go to the Jughead storyline, it feels like whiplash. Jughead meets Daniel De- Defoe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he is going to be a mentor. Yeah. For Jughead. He, he also became deaf in his 20s. Yep. He had a late light deafness, and he's going to help Jughead maybe teach him some ASL. Uh, and that's and Jughead's like, fine. Fine, I'll have a mentor. I guess I'll do that. Again, this is very good. Now it's whiplash back again because Betty wakes up. At first I thought in her bed, but apparently she was sleeping in the FBI office. And she's being caressed by the TBK. Well, Glenn's hand being held by the reveal. Yes. The reveals in this scene are actually really poorly done because you see a hand brushing her, brushing her face, and then like it's later he holds up Glenn's hand. I'm like, oh, he was doing that, and then Betty reveals she was also handcuffed at some point. Yeah, but I don't know when that and how that happened. And also, this just proves why you don't put a, a newly trained agent in charge of this operation. They didn't change the locks. After, After they gl- fired all the men. I mean, I'm more, they just transferred I'm them. More meant, I'm more meant they knew that Glenn was kidnapped and had gone missing and his card was taken. And Betty knew it was TBK because she got the foot. At that point, you changed the locks. Yeah. Anyway, TBK's like, nah, Glenn's alive. Also, I know as you're getting close with Archie. Okay. Which, which I'm like, wait, does he know Archie? And he's like, I missed this. Yeah, and, TBK knows everything about and Betty. for a brief moment, for a brief moment, I'm like, it can't be Hal. Hal could not have been brought back to life by the universe's collapsing, um, I right? Mean, Kevin, Hal was alive in Rivervale. That's all. But but TBK existed before the collapsing. Yeah, but he could become someone else. Oh, no. I mean, if Abigail can be this Abigail, anyone can become anything. Yeah. A dog could be a horse, Kevin. <laughs> Betty goes to see... Uh, Archie, and she is very confused because she could not see TBK's aura. And that's but, because he wasn't about to do something that Betty doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, like, I Betty's probably right because of how this show works. But by what we've been shown before, I didn't think she'd see his aura. He was not a threat to her in that moment. And if our theory is that 
threats are only things that she doesn't like. That means that she does like TBK caressing her with Glenn's hand. <laughs> I'm willing to say it's violent things she doesn't like. Okay, that's but, fair. But that's the same reason why after she smacked Glenn, his aura vanished. because yeah, he, he wasn't was going to no, hurt her. Yeah, he was no longer a threat. I also think that, that I, it might have just been how they shot it. I think after Archie grabbed the orderly, his aura vanished. I'd have to go back, but I think you're correct. But it also just could have been like they just didn't want to show the aura more because that's probably an effect. But know, anyway, too. so they're going to bond over both having headaches and both yeah. having blind spots. But Archie, Archie reveals that he literally <laughs> has kryptonite. He's like, how did I get hurt? What's my kryptonite? Oh, my God. I have palladium in my pocket. <laughs> my kryptonite is literally an element just like kryptonite. I thought and I almost thought it was cool. I thought the house was his weakness, that he could be injured by the house. Oh. Because that because when but his mother wasn't... was all like like this, like, you know. The... Your dad was protecting you. Well, and, I, and I thought maybe it was become this thing where it's like it is literally his weak point his, because he cares so much about that house. That, that like, And then the, that's fine because TBK can still do things where it's like, oh, I figured out that you're injured in this house. So I take boards from the house and yeah. I take nails from the house. Because these things will injure you. Kevin, that's a better plot. It is, but instead, it's just palladium it's just again. Friggin' palladium that back if, to play. Does that mean if he's in a car and there's a catalytic converter in the car, he's suddenly... Don't worry, Riverdale doesn't have cars that were made after, like, 1988. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so Betty's like, well, you uh, you better keep off the hero stuff, which he hasn't been doing any, actually, weirdly enough, until He's your powers come back. people up. <laughs> um, until your powers come back, and then behind her. We see a shadow, a shadow move. Moves. Someone so I guess was TB- listening. So I guess TBK just hangs around. Yeah, it's TBK. There's so b- some, some awareness around you. Apparently, he's always there. Yeah, he's literally just following. He's like a block behind her, following her down every street. <laughs> <At> all times. <laughs> Um, oh, man, back into another show. So on Jughead's TV show, he's getting some um, some death advice and some writing therapy. And Daniel's essentially like, you know what? We just got – like, I understand your problem because Jughead yeah. explains not being able to hear. Yeah. And Daniel's like, but I'm just going to leave you alone in a room. He does it for five hours, which feels like too much. It's too long. <laughs> too long. An hour would be – two hours maybe. And so he's like, hey, try writing for five hours. And then later when he comes back, Jughead is like – didn't write anything. Can't do it. Can't do it. This is impossible. It's impossible. Then we learn that Daniel. It's essentially like Jughead's like, deaf people can't write. Um, and then we learn that Daniel, Tabitha found the best guy for our, for specifically Jughead. Yeah. Because Daniel is an artist. He wrote a graphic, no- he wrote and drew a graphic novel. About his experiences becoming deaf. Yeah. So, so she got him a creative guy, which is. I mean, Tabitha's great. Tabitha is the friend that none of these characters deserve. So, of course, she found this guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's check in with Rose and Abigail, I feel like. So, Abigail is losing her mind over Tony Topaz. And Nana Rose is oh, furious about she's this. She's so upset that Tony and Fangs are so are together. Her very murderer. And I pause the episode to put my face in my hand. I'm like, you're family your immediate family whichever direction we go in hired someone to slaughter her people shut up <laughs> get out of here <laughs> and it's and it's you abigail you're Not the problem Cheryl, you abigail hey abigail are you the drama 
I think you're the drama. We we were fine with their relationship in Rivervale because we just assumed we just figured the Uctana didn't exist. It in was Rivervale. a different world. It didn't yeah. matter. But now that those two those two things have to coexist, your relationship is way creepier. It's so bad. It's so bad. So Britta didn't know that they're dating because she's a student there, and why should she know? Yeah, there is no way she, she should know that. Could have brought up that Tony was pregnant. So she clearly she had a baby. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Brenda likes to stay out of other people's business. Speaking of people who can't stay out of other people's business, Antol is back. Do we not want to talk about what happened with Rose? Oh no, yeah, we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is very important. I thought you leaned to that because Rose also doesn't want to stay out of other people's business because she calls Tony serpent trash, and that cues Abigail to just do some scary magic. And then lock Rose in the stables. Yeah, except they're in the house stables. It's a real Rumpelstiltskin moment. I don't know why this is the moment I thought of it, but I'm like, hey, isn't Jason's burned corpse in this house somewhere? Oh. We saw that in, like, the season finale. Yeah, she kept it, didn't she, after she did the Viking funeral. But this storyline of this season's going to be Abigail in Cheryl's body. Why is... Is she going to discover Jason's burned body? And is she going to be confused about her own dead brother who was murdered by Fen Fogarty? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how did the Blossom line happen? Because Cheryl, I mean, Abigail never had anything. And her brother was murdered by Fen Fogarty in the war. Because, I guess other siblings? Yeah, it's because these people are descendants of Barnabas B. Blossom, not of Abigail. <laughs> <sighs> I, but she had the main house. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which apparently Rose is all like, oh, and now Abigail's like, I will take over this town Great. and death to anyone who stands in my way. But how? Who's how? How your your fam? What? What are you, Abigail? What is anybody? All right. Uh, but yes, later. Anatole, the Anatole. assassin. He's back. Anatole, I, as I am beginning to learn, is really bad. Well, no, he's... It is frankly shocking that he was able to kill um, Hiram because he cannot kill Veronica. Because <laughs> he cannot shut up. He <laughs> talks to Veronica. He wants too much of like, yes, I'm here. I am here. All you American women always turning on each other. You just keep getting hits on different people. Like, what is... What? what? <laughs> well, like, you're an assassin. You you only interact with people when they want to get other people killed. I feel like you got a little bit of confirmation bias here, Anatole. So it's heavily, heavily implied that this was Hermosa. Yeah. I thought it was all like, no, Hermione would have put out a hit on her daughter. But uh, he is not able to kill Veronica because he is shot point blank. Not oh, by... no, not point blank across the room. <laughs> oh, I don't know what point blank means. Point blank means like barrel pushed against. Oh, I just meant that he was shot between his eyes. That's not point blank. <laughs> <laughs> he is, sh- he he is, is shot... sniped. <laughs> he is shot point blank across the room. <laughs> not by... by Reggie, which would have been good. No, I know, I'm not sure. I don't think Reggie should become killer man. Uh, No, by... Geraldo, because Geraldo 
knows about Veronica hiring Anatole to kill Hiram. Because Geraldo knows about all of this mafia business. He makes it his business to know about everything that happens in that family. And who is this man? I'm so confused. Who does he work for? Yeah, because he is the godson of the grandmother who is not a part of the mafia. And in fact, hated all of her... Hiram's we, mafia nonsense. We, like, and I think it makes sense that Hiram was keeping his mother safe, but Hiram's dead now, and Geraldo really sounds like he's like part of another group, and his specific job is to keep things from reaching the yeah. grandmother. So who is paying him? Because it's not Hermosa. Or Hiram, because he's dead. Unless if he did another thing where he set up another bank account, just infinitely <laughs> funneling money. Okay, but like... <laughs> Some the money has to go into the bank account. No, you know uh, I don't know enough about investments and you know fake money. If they had said Hiram has like an investment that'll constantly be making money and it sells every, I mean that's based on that investment going up, which would be funny if there's a story where it just doesn't <laughs> happen. I'm much more interested in a showdown between Geraldo and Hermosa, who are apparently the two most competent people in the world, except for when Reggie is involved, obviously, for Hermosa. Yeah. She, may, <laughs> she, Reggie is her kryptonite. Maybe Geraldo also is kryptonite. Maybe it's also Reggie. Reg, okay, we can't we can't say kryptonite. Reggie is everyone's palladium. He's everyone's palladium. <laughs> Reggie is everyone's <laughs> palladium. Uh, but then he, I guess, is also there to teach Veronica a lesson that I thought she already knew. But her not knowing this actually makes a lot of sense because he's like, hey, the reason I can do this stuff and then just sit down with the grandmother for dinner because I guess I live with her forever because that's what you do when you're a godson well when when you're someone's guardian angel did she did did someone tell her he was her godson (laughs) it's a lie (laughs) (laughs) but but i feel like the thing about that relationship is it kind of got to go both ways like you say i'll be that godmother and i was like that's godson like well no it's like an honorific right like oh we loved you so much we made our grown son your godson he got baptized when he was 26 yeah um but he able to get through it because he sees the world in shades of gray no person just one thing like veronica has known that since season two i thought or hasn't she and she literally could not could not get her head around like well no he did something nice to me he's a fully good man oh he did something bad to someone he's a fully bad man and season six is too late Considering that is her, has been her arc for her to just figure it out now. Way too late. That's, Way too that's late. That's been her thing. This is her storyline. So uh, Jughead heads back uh, to his home and he's going to try really the hard. type. But it doesn't work. So what can he... Kevin, it, he it, wasn't it, writing poems. Aaron, it's, uh, I'm going to be honest. It stumbled in the... It stumbled, it stumbled at the end. It was a good... Yeah. St- it stumbled yeah, yeah. a bit here. <laughs> like this is a real throwback to I was I was writing poems but they weren't poems they were songs. He says something that is very strange to me as a fellow writer and knowing a lot of writers. He's like I tried like, cuz he draws. He draws yeah. out a comic and he's like I used to write I used to write words an auditory thing. I would I would hear the words but in a visual space I can see the words and the actions. I'm like 
I mean, I guess. Kevin, maybe he whispered to himself all the time while he was writing. Like, I don't want to judge someone like the someone's way that process. and the way their brain works. Like, yeah, some people see like hear words, but I guess for me, like it feels like such a weird thing. Where it's like I could not write, but I can write for a comic, and I'm like, just think of your writing as a comic, but write it. I, I don't know. I don't want to judge someone's writing, but it's they did all this to make him a graphic novelist. Well, and there's there's so many writers on the show that like they must all have a range of different processes. So you think they could like comprehend a different process? Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's I, weird. I don't and I don't know anyone who has this process that Jughead apparently has. There is this thing where it's like, oh, when you picture an apple, how do you picture an apple? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> But it's weird for him to be like, I can't write words because I hear words audibly. Well, and before he said it was that he couldn't get, like, the kinesthetic experience of writing, which yeah. I understood. Yeah. Like, he's like, I couldn't hear the clicking. I couldn't hear the, the yeah. typing. But I don't anyway, know. we don't know. Ma- maybe if it had more time to breathe, it'd be fine. But maybe once it again, show. it is sandwiched between that and, hey, remember that guy who found the Palladium? So this guy named Dennis. Dennis. Who works on Archie's crew, finds the other piece of Palladium. And Archie's like, oh, well, I don't want that because it'll then whack with a wrench or something. And he, Guess he's TPK. Yeah, he gets knocked out. Yeah. So Betty gets a phone call regarding TPK. Yes. He's at the end of Sketch Alley. Yeah, so she runs into Sketch Alley. And then and she sees a man sitting there wearing TPK's mask. Obviously not him. It's clearly not him, Betty. Yeah, so, Come on. You so it's a random, but you know, be careful just in case. Yeah. It's, it's a random guy who's like, he told me to wear this mask and he has, told me to tell you to check the trash cans. Apparently, the trash cans are full of Glenn's body parts. Look, at this point, I wasn't sure if there was just one trash can with a piece of Glenn's body parts. And I was like, Glenn, I don't know that he wants to be alive anymore. Like, even if he is alive, they cut off both of his arms, one of his legs. Now what? The mental torture he's had to have gone through, but don't worry, TBK took care of that for us. Yeah, they they see, she sees the arm, but she looked at the other trash cans. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then we get this the finale of a lot of these we begin with the funeral so at, it sucks at the funeral which is in the babylonian which is the casino yeah, the from river casino. vale and it's being filmed for the tv show veronica gives uh, potentially the worst eulogy ever about how much her dad sucks <laughs> I, he sucks so hard yeah um now <laughs> she starts with how terrible he was good and everyone's like oh this eulogy is terrible and he's like but he also did good things he did Three good things, well, he, and they are in order. Huh, he was a good wrestler in high school. <laughs> yep. He donated money to that fake disease he had. He says, she says generally, he donated money. He donated to research in rare diseases. Now, I think it's just the one that he had that he yeah. punched out of himself. Yeah. Um, but I'll also, that's like the weirdest, vaguest, broadest Oh, yes, he does philanthropy. He, he did these things. Um, he also paid for Luke Perry Andrews' funeral for no reason whatsoever. Oh, I guess, right, I guess there's but four. That was to front and posture in front of Hermione. <laughs> and because he respected Luke Perry Andrews for being a worthy adversary. I guess. I don't um, know. And he was, so I guess four things. And he was also a dutiful son to the, grand, to the mother we never saw. And he specifically was like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to join the mob. Also, he got his dad killed. Also, he made that mom so mad because he was disrespectful to Veronica that she gave Veronica her rum recipe. But because of those things, Veronica's like, I loved him till the end. I thought it would have been a 
bold choice on this show's part to have her be like, my father is terrible and I will never forgive him. And, I, and like in her head, she's like, the only thing she has to wrestle with is she hired a hit on him, yeah. which is a thing you can wrestle with while still accepting maybe not everyone deserves forgiveness for the things that they do. But it's like she took Geraldo's um, lesson too much to heart. And she's like, ah, shades of gray. He's good and bad. Which no, means- Hiram is notoriously just bad. Yeah, he he's tried to kill almost everybody in town. You wonder why nobody came to his funeral? Because he sucks and tried to kill everyone. And when you actually, like, we're sending you out of town because you are so dangerous, he just did it again. Yeah, he literally just tried to blow up a boy who dated Veronica. And I just want to go right to the end here. He will he apparently somehow left a voicemail for her be- as as Ed Toll was, was going to kill him. Yeah. And he's weirdly calm about it in that voicemail. And what he does in that voicemail is just more emotional abuse. Oh, as he's yeah. like, everything I did that seemed terrible or unreasonable and rational, it was all for you. And I'm like, yeah, we know. I loved you so much, Veronica. I had so much fun when we had our rum games. And then he said, I am leaving you the rum business. That's Hermosas. Yeah. That is not yours to give away anymore, sir. They took everything from you. And that went to Hermosa. Even before the whole thing. You were run out of town. You left Hermosa to do that business. She's been running that business as as long. Also, I guess, being a PI um, and a cleaner. Yeah. (laughs) For years, Hermosa deserves to be pissed. Absolutely. No, I'm not saying she just send a hitman after Veronica. That's misdirected anger. Yeah. But, <laughs> but man, Hiram sucks so bad. He sucks so bad. I do this this funeral is a terrible like It's a travesty. It's a sham. And and it, it was just in there because they're like, oh, it, then it's he get it? He's complicated. He's not complicated. We even get like a like a montage at the end of all the things done and him walking off being like, hey. Goodbye. I love you. And he walks off into the distance. Like, I no, you made him too bad. You know who's complicated? FP. FP has done horrible things to Jughead, yeah. but he loves Jughead so much. And he has gone through horrible things for his love of his son. Do you know FP is complicated. Do you know who's complicated? Caleb from the OC. He yeah. skewed way hard to being a really bad guy, but you still understood when they reached his death. Why Kirsten was devastated. Yeah. This one, this one, like, yeah, Veronica, he didn't try to kill you, but he actively, persistently tried to kill you, destroy this town, Mm -hmm. destroy everyone's livelihoods. He ruined lives. He ruined jobs. Anyone who got close to Veronica, he tried to kill. Yes. Literally. Yes. And succeeded in certain cases. Yes. So, Veronica, I don't care what you think. Because you are an abuse victim. <laughs> yeah. Your view is not accurate. So, that's that whole thing. Now, Archie, meanwhile, because remember, he was just kidnapped by TBK, wakes up, and it takes me a while before I realize TBK just dragged him upstairs. Yeah. They're still in the house. And he's uh he's tied up on one of those like poles that are inside your wall. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, I and then I kind of thought it was going to reveal the TBK in somehow was related to all the superpower things. No, he's just rolling with it 
way too well. Yeah, he's like, oh, I overheard you guys have superpowers and you have kryptonites. <laughs> I, get, I get that he's like a mad serial killer, and I'm not a mad serial killer, but I can't have a feel like if I learned, oh, Betty gained the power to, to sense um, auras Whereas. and that man is invulnerable. Maybe I leave. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? This isn't worth it. I'm going to go find a new FBI agent to get obsessed over. But thank- thankfully, he's figured out he's Betty's blind spot, which he, is, may- he probably is. He probably is. I don't understand why. Um, <laughs> okay, but then the best thing in the world happens yeah. in that Archie is essentially rescued by Alice being a nosy bad neighbor. Yeah, Alice is like, hey, your dog has been terrible at my house. I don't want him there anymore, so I'm just going to send him up to you. Because <laughs> Archie is upstairs being like, it's fine, please leave, because TPK is threatening him, like, yeah. get rid of her. Yeah, but then he's just like, I'm going to go kill her anyway at some point, so. Uh, Whatever. But thankfully, Bingo comes up the stairs, and Archie's like, get him, Bingo! And Bingo, Bingo. <laughs> Now that remember, this is a, this is also a magic healing dog. Yeah, the, super dog. He's a super dog, yeah. and he was in a dog fighting ring. Yeah, so he knocks TBK out the window, saves Archie, and TBK will do the classic super villain thing, and that he'll just get up and run away. He'll just vanish, I guess. Even though I think he was knocked towards <laughs> Alice's house, but and she Alice you know, probably sees we know him she's as like the, she's like I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, trash bag man, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, we get a, a a quick scene between Veronica and Hermione, which leads into Veronica and Reggie. It's just them kind of like unwinding after the. And I do think we're supposed to feel bad for Veronica because no one came to her dad's funeral, but he literally tried to murder everyone. Well, and also we know what everyone else was up to. Jughead is deaf yeah, and, and dealing with that. And Veronica, I bet, has not spoken and, to him. And hi, I'm trying to kill Jughead. Yeah. Um, Archie was kidnapped, kidnapped by TBK, <laughs> and hi, I'm trying to kill Archie. <laughs> Betty is trying to rescue Archie, and uh, I'm trying to kill Betty. I think maybe at some no, point he exploded the house. Oh right, on her. yeah, he did. He did right. She was there for the explosion. Now, let be clear. He was trying to kill Archie. <laughs> Betty was collateral damage. Okay. <laughs> I think she can still be mad about that. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and then Cheryl she gets... has been murdered by a ghost. <laughs> yeah, Abigail doesn't even know who Hiram is. The Lodges weren't, I mean, they were the Lodges before, the Lunas. The Lunas weren't weren't around when she no, was. No, they were in New York City. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that Kevin was there and Cheryl, or Veronica just didn't care. Uh, so, yeah, we get some platitudes from Reggie being like, essentially saying like, hey, for the audience, be like, I know we'll never understand why you feel about your father. Dads are complicated. <laughs> like, no. No, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie. Your dad is a bit complicated. Hiram is a monster. Hiram is way too obsessed with his daughter and willing to kill everybody else. I'm surprised he never tried to kill Reggie. He just never got the chance. True. Uh, Well, for a while, Reggie worked with him, remember? Oh, that's right. And then he quit and then came back. And then he white fanged him. And then he white fanged him. And then later figured, he decided that Reggie... Despite getting white fagged, was like, oh, I better turn on that guy. Who <laughs> white fanged me. Anyway, okay. then they get the recording and they do the whole recording thing. Whatever. So Betty and Archie, like, basically debrief after the TBK of it all. Mm-hmm. And Betty realizes that the TBK is obsessed with her. So the only. <laughs> I don't thing- know why. Uh, he, she's the one you got away. He let her go. I didn't, didn't think he-, he let. No, the FBI found her. Uh. And he had to skedaddle. Yeah, well. So now. 
Betty's going to skedaddle. She's going to do a loop and a skip. She's going to leave town yeah. and then double back. Yeah, he's like, I'll leave. I'll, he'll come with me. I'm like, maybe, or maybe he'll hang around your hometown and kill everyone you love. To lure you back. To lure you back. <laughs> I don't think you'd – they always they, – they really set the thing up like, oh, we both know each other's thoughts right away. Like, no, you guys – no, how? <laughs> how would you know that? Insane. Anyway. Insane. Uh, so I think she should say and figure out why – I think she should figure out why he's obsessed with her. Like, that should be her goal, not I'm going to lead him around. And, yeah. Which, I mean, I think you're probably right. If they if they rescued her, he's, she, he, she's the one that got away, and now she has superpowers, and he's her blind spot. Uh, speaking of nonsense, yeah. Um, Cheryl is not gone forever. No, turns out she's banging around in Abigail's head, and Britta maybe sees, sees it. I think Britta just hears Cheryl be like, like, no, break help the, me, break the window. Yeah. Sorry, Abigail, be like, break the window or want the window, the, the mirror. mirror. Abigail breaks the mirror and goes, well, no more of that. I think Britta maybe clever enough to be like, oh, well, guess maybe Cheryl is. So that's the plot reason yeah. why Britta has to hang around. Yeah, Somebody's someone gotta, needs to figure this out. Someone's got to push back against this whole so thing. So hopefully now Britta's going to go deep undercover and work with, I guess, Tony to get Cheryl back. Ugh. Oh, God. That's another... <sighs> no, I like Tony and Fangs. They're fine. Yep. Now, there has been a problem throughout this entire episode, and that is that this has been four different shows. And also Kevin. And also <laughs> Percival Pickens. But, but they're going to do something to bring oh, some of these shows back together. Oh, we need to collapse these together because Jughead is, I guess, doing graphic noveling. And then he hears Tabitha, Tabitha say, did I turn the stove off at Pops? But she didn't say that. Then she thinks, huh. Did I lock the door? Yeah, she thinks that because Jughead <laughs> can, can re- hear thoughts. <laughs> he can hear thoughts. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or many times afterwards, but we we're talking. But because you're sure Jughead's gonna get powers, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I, he probably will get powers. Yep. It's weird for them not to give everybody powers yep. in the explosion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, well, well, it would make sense. I guess he doesn't have hearing. I guess he can hear thoughts, but no. That would be a ridiculous choice. It's too similar to Betty's power. In fact, it is strictly better than Betty's power. Well, guess what? Betty is... Uh, Betty got the short end of the stick. Once again. I thought Jughead would, but no, it's Betty. Did you think Jughead would literally have no powers? I, th- I thought there was there was a there was somewhat of a chance that he might have just went deaf, <laughs> and that's why they had that scene earlier with Archie and Jughead, Jughead for him to be like, look, yeah. Jughead was just a little bit too far. But <laughs> he was now... too far to get magical powers. <laughs> but no, they, they gave him power so that they can fold all that in. He can read minds now. I guess it's good for being a journalist. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's Riverdale, my friends. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic really felt like they should move out of the creepy Victorian mansion they were living in, but they just couldn't quite leave it? Yeah. Um, It's getting steadily more and more impossible in this show to do this. Yeah. Because literally every scene could be taken as a CW moment. Every Yeah, every scene's built. For- Essentially, you have to try to find things that aren't plot. 
of so, that episode. I know this is plot of the episode, yeah. and I know I was delighted by it. <laughs> but I think it's got to be Alice bringing back uh, Bingo. I think Bingo also could have, like, Bingo's a super dog. He could have just, like, sensed it from Alice's house and, like, you know, done a real, like, Beethoven where he, like, breaks off his leash and he, like, bursts through the door and runs back to Archie's do you think house. It w- do you think it would have been better if, if maybe Alice was like, hey, your dog's been barking and I don't know why? Because then you could be like, oh, he sensed Archie yeah. was hurt. Instead of, her, instead of her being like, hey, your dog chewed on my shoes. They did mention earlier that Alice was getting tired of bingo. But, yeah. like, they chose, like, the most mundane way to frame it, which I did like. I was delighted by it. Yeah. But logically, it makes more sense for bingo <laughs> to, like, know he what's a, up. He's a super dog. He's a super dog. Yeah. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, Yeah, it's it has to do with. Bingo. I almost wanted to give it to a line we kind of skipped over. I kind of want to mention that now, which is afterwards, Betty has to remind the audience that he was in a fight. That's like, oh, well, thank God that Bingo still knew. Still knew uh, his dogfighting commands. Yeah, that's for being a dogfight club. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Bingo kill. I know. I know that. Uh, it's just funny all the things that they like with all the chaos in the episode of us not understanding like how Abigail works, any of those things. But that's they, the thing. They spent time on having Archie be like, hey. Bingo was a fighting dog. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's why he did that. I remember that. But, like, also, if I didn't remember it, you just saying Bingo kill also Because he's a super dog. He's a super dog. But I'm going to give it to that moment where Bingo does that. And then after magic sounds happen. I don't know how to describe (laughs) it. Sound effects happen that sound like magic. They do sound like magic. Like, like they're a little bit bit sci-fi, but it's like... I'm like, what is hap- what's going on with the- what what's about to happen? Is the dog about to shoot lasers out of his eyes and burn Arch like Archie's <laughs> ropes? What's happening here? <laughs> because he said it's hard to decide, I had to give it to the sound effects. The weirdest things I've heard. That's a good choice. It's really weird. It's a good choice. It's a weird, weird moment in that scene. Oh my god, this episode. So we watched it. We sure did. Um I don't think we can dwell on this. I think we just have to end the episode. No, it's fine. We talked about a lot going on through there, and there's going to be more of it. It's it's still going. That was the second episode of the... No, you know what? Actually, here's the thing. We some we were talking about how... Oh, the last episode was the premiere, because that was... Yeah, because the, they said the other ones were a special but event. No, those are apparently now... All the stuff from those episodes are required to understand yeah, what's going on these ones. you can't miss them. It's like... um. Like, fight on infinite Earths in the Flash universe. Yeah. Like, you have to see the multi-episode event crossovers to understand. Yeah, like, or else you'd be like, well, who, who Tom, like, Thomas seen it? What? Yeah. Ben, what? Huh? Who is it? What so, um. So, I guess this isn't the second episode of the season. This is the seventh. So, audience, did you watch the Rivervale episodes? Are you confused? Let us know. Tell us at podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And also, please give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Yeah, you can uh, check out my books. They're available at kevinwearbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. Uh, there's a chance, just so everyone knows, there's a chance that uh, the episode might be a little bit late next week. Oh, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to Toronto. We're going, we're going out of town. Uh, and we're Riverdale record- has forsaken us. Yep, and we're recording this episode between two halves of a wedding. So <laughs> it's... Busy times. Life is crazy. Yeah. Uh, try to get it out on 
the sun oh it won't be out on the sunday no oh, it might be on the sunday well it'll it might be a little bit late it'll be we're, we're, we're gonna let you guys know that right <laughs> ahead of time and because we're so close to the date you know the next one might have come out already yeah just you know what you gonna have to deal with it's it. riverdale it's riverdale <laughs> have to deal with it uh but we will see you next week what does percival pickens want removed Will TBK follow Betty out of town? What color of palladium will turn Archie evil? Ask us all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Teen drama fan cast? 